This episode contains graphic information and violence against women and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. We're just three gals that like to sit around, drink coffee, and talk about true crime. True mm-hmm. crime. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and beans, in our toolbox episode, Amanda had mentioned this case, and I said, tap that, no. because I wanted to learn more about it. So I took that on, and today, my ladies and beans, I present it to you, and man, oh man, make sure your coffee is ready. I know Amanda has, but have you ever heard of the Toy Box Killer? Told you you were going to like it. Yes. You did. She did. She was like, you're you're going to get real mad at the next one. And I was like, what's my trigger? Huh, what's my... There it is. Mm. I really should start paying attention. <laughs> So, the toy box killer was a man, if we can even call him that, named David Parker Ray. And he did not act... Three first names, Three first, first of all. <laughs> That's my final sin. <laughs> end of episode, because it's terrible and you don't need to hear it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, and he did not act alone in his terrible, terrible crimes. No, he did not. No, he did not. His <laughs> girlfriend, Cindy Hetty, helped. What a bitch. They are featured on that Oxygen docuseries called Killer Couples. And geez, first of all, throwback to the series because they covered the San Francisco Witch Killers. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Um, it's a great series with so many seasons. Um, and I'll absolutely watch more. I love Oxygen. Anyways, uh, both living and breathing and watching it. Anyways, so not a sponsor. <laughs> oxygen, not a sponsor. Oxygen, not a sponsor. <laughs> so, let's... The element. The element. Yeah. The element it would oxygen. be lucky. It would be it so would be. lucky. It's not an element. I know what I Send us an email. Molecule. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Regardless. I'm sorry. Send us an email, Oxygen. Oxygen. Uh, Let your people call our people. Yes, thank you. So, let's try to go back to the beginning. David Parker Ray was born November 6th, 1939. When Ray was a young boy, about 10 years old, he was abandoned by his parents and he lived with his grandparents. His biological father, who was rather abusive, would still come around. He was physically abused both at home and at school. He was said to be rather shy, especially around girls, and he would get teased and pushed around for it. When he reached his terrible teens, he started getting into drugs and alcohol and even started his violent sexual fantasies. These were just thoughts at the time, though, hopefully. Later in life, he started to figure out how to act socially and play the part of a normal human, if you will. He even got married and divorced four times and had a daughter named Jess, or Jessie, from his third marriage that he was very close to. He collected all kinds of things, photographs, videos of women in bondage, fantasizing about rape and torturing with these women. He also had a sister, and she actually found some of his um, sado, uh, sadomasochistic, 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 that's a sadomasochistic. terrible word. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-O-chistic. He did those kinds of drawings, and she found them. I don't know what I would do if I found my brother with these drawings. It fucking rig me out. Uh, Nothing became of these red flags, though, as a child. After school, he went on to become a mechanic, and then he joined the Army. He continued to work as a mechanic in the Army, but he ended up getting honorably discharged and left. He found himself in Elephant Butte, New Mexico, which is 
B-U-T-T-E, so it's like butt, but with an E. Uh, and he was in, uh, rather, uh, Truth or Consequences, or Tier C, as the locals call it. And I was like, that's really the name of it? Yes! It really is the what name is of it? it. It's called Truth or Consequences. That is the name of the town in which in, this takes in New place. Mexico. Oh. Yeah. Wow. How weird. How old New Mexico? It just adds like a... To his yeah, story, for sure. So, T or C as the locals call it, um, he was known to be very strict during the day when he was at work as a mechanic and park ranger and a no-nonsense type guy. But at night, he loved to hang out at the bars and even through elaborate house parties, especially on Halloween. And it was one of these epic Halloween parties where he met the new-to-town Cindy Hetty. She was from Seattle, and after a long, long list of bad choices, she found herself in search of a fresh start. See, when she was younger, her parents were not always present. Her father was always gone because of work, and her mother was a model, and though she was physically in the same place as Cindy, she was always gone, chasing after the next beauty competition. Eventually, her parents split, and her mom remarried, and she uh, sure can pick them. She picked this super abusive guy, and he even sexually assaulted Cindy for years. When she tried to speak up about it, no one believed her. So she learned to just shut up. At 15, she fell into the night crowd and found ways to get into bars, started doing drugs, had three kids while she was still a teenager. Then one day she realized she was drowning in her bad choices and even about to face serious jail time because of it. So she gave her kids to her grandparents and she left. She fled and found herself in TRC. She joined this new small town nightlife and caught the eye of an older gentleman, Ray. Ellen Mary O'Toole, who's on the killer couples thing that I watched, she's that FBI agent that I spoke about from the Toolbox Killer documentary, so it's cool to see her again. She mentioned that Cindy longed for a father figure, and she found that sense of comfort and security in Ray. He was about 20 years older than her, and really, she was about the same age as his own daughter. Uh, but they hit it off, right off the bat. Cindy even moved in shortly after they started dating. He showed her a darker, but not super dark at first, side of himself getting her into S&M, bondage, and a bit more violent things, but nothing too dangerous. He actually loved this one. When he felt that the time was right, he revealed an even darker secret, his toy box. He had planned and designed this torture chamber very specifically. It was a model home on his property just next to the main trailer home he lived in with Cindy. Inside this possibly $100,000 torture chamber was nothing like the Red Room. This was red because of the blood he spilled from his tortured victims. He had everything you could possibly imagine, and then some. Homemade torture tools, whips, chains, straps, saws, surgical blades, and even including... Oh, this one's hard. A gynecological table that had been fitted with electric shock tools. Whoa! But when she was ready to help and support this fetish of his, they fed off each other's supply, as you might say, Brenna. Yeah. Yeah, definitely fed off each other's supply. They they would get each other riled up in those choices. Oh, yeah. She just moved into this man. She can't double back now. Yeah. He would record and even journal what he did to the women he captured, which plays a role later when he is arrested. He even had a pre-recorded instructional speech he would play for them the moment they awoke in the chamber. Okay, bitch, we both know what you've been brought here for. I'm going to use you for a sex slave, and it's going to be painful as hell. That's the way I want it to be. Cool. Huh, like, a, like a movie villain. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's certainly a villain. He got away with this for who knows how many years, even before he met Cindy. Picking up prostitutes, runaways, single women at bars. His possible victim list is into the 40s. 
It all came to a screeching halt on March 22nd, 1999. Cynthia Vigil got away. She was, I know, my God, it's crazy. She was a sex worker who had gone with the couple willingly. Once she got inside their home, Ray pulled out his ranger badge and claimed to be an undercover cop and that she was under arrest. He handcuffed her wrist and Cynthia knew instantly that something was very, very wrong. She was then drugged, tased, and blindfolded. When she awoke, she heard the clicking of the tape recorder and heard his sinister message. My ladies and beans, this is when I would tell you to grab your mugs filled with the joy that is coffee because here come the murders. But he never actually was convicted of murder. But here come the torture and survivor tales. So Ray had this drug that he would give his victims and it would cause amnesia, the documentary said. So he could capture women and torture them and essentially let them go without fear that they would remember where their bruises and cuts came from. Cynthia pushed through the pain as long as she could, but she eventually passed out. This went on and on, and then finally there was a small window of hope. It was unclear if Ray did it as part of a sick control thing or if he really didn't think twice because he felt so powerful, but he left the keys on the nightstand only a couple feet from Cynthia. He left for work, and Cindy was there to keep an eye on her. Cindy got up for a phone call and left the room. At that moment, Cynthia began to move, wiggle, stretch, whatever she possibly could to get these keys. And Ray not only left the keys there, but he left some of her chains unlocked too. Not all of them, but enough for her to get the keys. Cindy came back in as Cynthia was struggling to find the right key for her lock. Cindy grabbed a lamp and hit Cynthia with it. And then the adrenaline kept Cynthia going and she pushed back. She pushed through the pain and she got out of the lock. She fought with Cindy for a moment, but was unable to get away. She tried to call 911. She got through, but Cindy disconnected the call. Then Cynthia dropped the phone and just ran. She ran out of the house and she ran straight to the road. She's naked, bloody, screaming. She has a chain and a collar around her neck. Mm -hmm. Cars don't stop for her because she looks so desperate and terrifying. She eventually finds a house whose door was unlocked and she bursts in crying and begging for help. The couple called the police and they were also able to track where her first 911 call attempt came from. David Parker Ray's home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they were able to start an investigation into David and Cindy. Over a thousand pieces of evidence was collected. Uh, Though so much evidence was collected, there was nothing that tied David Ray to murder. The investigators absolutely believed he did murder some of his victims, especially after more about his arrest came out. Once people knew he was behind bars, surviving victims started to come forward. And when that stopped, but there was still mountains of evidence of more women, investigators knew in their bones that it was because they were dead. Mm. Uh, They were able to charge David and Cindy for kidnapping and rape of Cynthia. A woman then came forward named Angelica Monteo. She told how a while back Cindy had invited her over. Once she arrived, she was drugged, raped, and tortured repeatedly by the couple for four days. Eventually, they just let her go after she said she had a young child at home. She was found wandering around and hitchhiking by an off-duty cop. She told him what happened to her, and he didn't believe her. (gasps) Yep, the incident was never reported. Because he thought it was too outlandish. She was making it up, obviously. So you're not even going to look into it? Nope. Didn't do anything. Great. The last woman to come forward was Kelly Garnett. One night, she had gotten into a fight with her husband and stormed out of the house. 
She went to the bar to separate herself from the situation and play some pool with some people. There she found Jessie, David's daughter. They began to chat and have a few drinks. Jessie says she'll drive Kelly home on her motorcycle as long as she's okay with Jessie stopping by her dad's real fast. Kelly agreed and they left the bar together. They arrive at David's place and after only a few moments, she was tied up, drugged, raped, and tortured. This went on for days. Finally, David, dressed in his park ranger uniform, dropped her off at home and said he had found her wandering around the lakefront beach. She had no memory of what happened that day in 1996. However, a picture may be worth a thousand words, but a tape does wonders in court. The investigators recovered a recording of Kelly being tortured. And that's how she knew that it was her video and memories came back. Oh, shit. Yeah. The police searched everywhere to find bodies of victims, but they were never found. Nothing additional was ever found. They did have enough to charge both David and Cindy for 25 counts of kidnapping and rape. Cindy, seeing what her future might be, decided to help the prosecution and strike a deal. She agreed to speak against her boyfriend. She even told them about how he had once talked about how you need to eviscerate the body cavity so that air doesn't bring the body back up after you throw it in a lake. He said that he learned that from a body he disposed of in the lake. So the police started searching. They looked up and down the lake and found nothing. It's 23 miles long and three or possibly four miles wide. And some areas are 90 to 100 feet deep. Anything could have happened to that body or bodies. There was, though, a fourth accomplice named, uh, okay, wait, so we've got David, we've got Cindy Hetty, and Jesse Ray, and now Roy Yancey gets named. Hmm. So Roy was at a 4th of July party at David's place with his girlfriend, Marie Parker. For an unknown reason, David forced Roy to kill Marie. The three of them were alone together in part of the house, and David held a gun to Roy and forced him to murder Marie and bury the body. What? Yeah. Whoa. I know. He strangled her to death and took her body to the desert and buried her. When Roy took investigators to uncover the body later, it was nowhere to be found. Roy said that David and Cindy must have moved it afterwards. Roy was arrested and put in jail. So now the investigators have three survivors and three accomplices in the case against David. They decide to set individual trials for each case. That way, if anything goes wrong or is thrown out, they still have more chances to get him convicted. Things got more difficult. Roy received a letter in jail that said, rats die in jail. It didn't say who it was from, but everyone knew it was from David. Cindy got letters from David as well, saying how he loved her and wanted to marry her, and he even got her name tattooed on himself. So, due to these letters, both accomplices backed out. They were no longer talking. Ugh. Yep. Roy did not testify against David, but he did plead guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Cindy was sentenced in 2000 for kidnapping and torture for two cases, Cynthia and Angelica. She was sentenced to 36 years in prison. She is set to be released when she's 75 years old in the year 2035. But she was released on July 15th, 2019 without parole. Oh she was 59 years old when she walked out a free lady. In the article I read, it said, Hetty's plea deal came three months before a new law required violent criminals to serve at least 85% of their sentence. That's why, with good time, she only served about half of her sentence. Because, yeah, she served like 20 years of her 36-year prison sentence. Gross. Yeah. But back to David. So there was still Jesse. She was still fair game for the prosecution. It was time for the third trial, Kelly's. Jesse was going to be taking the stand for helping with Kelly's kidnapping. David was like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. 
I plead guilty to the rest of the charges if you let Jesse go. So the prosecutors were like, oh, hell yeah. So David, in 2001, receives 223 years in prison. The crime? Right. Numerous offenses, including kidnapping and sexual torture of three women. Yeah. Oh, that might do it. However, he never admitted to murder. About Mm -hmm. a year and some change after the final sentencing in May 2002, he tells authorities he's ready to talk. Finally. So they quickly set up a meeting. But he died of a heart attack before any of that could happen. (laughs) He only served eight months of his actual sentence. He was in prison for almost three years while awaiting trial and retrial, but in the end, none of it mattered. Shifty Mm. bastard. That sucks for the victims, though. It does. Yeah. It super does. Yeah. The episode I watched mentioned that Cynthia started an outreach program to help keep sex workers safe. I wasn't able to find any exact information, but I think there should be more programs like that available. Sex work is work. We need to make sure no matter what your line of work is, you're safe. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank Fisher of the Albuquerque Field Office said, The FBI, along with its law enforcement partners in New Mexico, is aggressively pursuing several leads in the search for remains of any possible victims of David Parker Ray. We are asking family and friends of missing people to look over these photographs and contact us if they recognize any of these items. I've included a link uh, to the items and artifacts from the FBI. If you do have any information, it's never too late. There are still so many unanswered questions. So please use the contact information on the site or contact the Albuquerque Police Department directly. And that, my ladies and beans, is the Toy Box Killer. Any final sips? Okay, so I feel like there's this interesting issue where uh, some people don't know what assault is or what rape is, right? So, um, because I know, like, people have done questionable things in their past, but they just kind of, like, don't think that it's assault or rape. Like, I'm wondering if this guy didn't believe that he committed murder, that he was just feeding his desire. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... If someone is unconscious and you have sex with them, that's rape. Mm-hmm. If someone is extremely drunk and they say, like, it's, if, like, you know, the person's not there and they're, like, they don't, you know, they're not going to remember the next thing, that's not fucking cool. That's mm-hmm. not cool. That's not okay. That's not something that they are consenting to. Um, it doesn't, like, it's just not fucking cool. <laughs> like, if you've mm-hmm. ever thought, like, hey, maybe... It's not, it's totally fine. Or if you have a, um, a confidence issue where you feel like you can only sleep with people when you're super trashed, like, like, you know, or getting people super trashed is what I mean. Uh, that's not okay. Like there's no, there's a better way. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just putting all that out there, like using drugs and all that stuff. Like, you know, consent is sexy and like, I, you know, there's fetishes out there and all that kind of stuff, but like it starts with consent. Like, yes. Yes, you may do this, this, and this, but I don't. I don't really think any of the women that maybe he killed, allegedly, um, consented to being murdered. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't consent to torture. Like that's the that's the part of it is you get the consent and then you can do whatever, like you you have agreed upon. You know. Yeah, because like there are lots of different fetishes out there, but make sure everybody's on the same page. And- yeah. Don't kill anybody. And, like, don't just use it. Yeah, don't use it to kill people. Don't use it to kill people and be aware of what consensual sex is. Like, 
just <laughs> just feel like people there's a there's people that believe in different things and that's not true like if the person's not consenting it's mm-hmm. it's rape man mm-hmm. it is um i think mine is uh maybe maybe believe people cuz that mm-hmm. really stood out to me like Wait, you see this girl obviously in peril. Oh shit! Yeah, and chains are on her and, you're, and you're not even gonna like look into it. Mm-hmm. My God, that just breaks my heart because you know that's not the first time or the first person that that's ever happened to. I mean, women for years and years, it's been oh she's ha- having the vapors. She's oh, got yeah. hysteria. Oh, yeah. She's a hysterical woman, and that's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, we're all humans. Believe other humans, or at least look into it and yeah. try to help humans. It's okay to be a little scared. We were we were actually talking before we were recording about like, well, what would you do if someone just came to your house and they were all bloody and beaten on the door? And it's we basically all came up with ideas where it's like, keep yourself safe, but also help them. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. whatever you can to do both, please. Let's mm-hmm. just let's help each other out. Let's, help let's each believe other each out. other. Yeah, I mean, my final sip is very similar. My final sip is this: safety, safety, safety. Safety. And it sucks that we still, still live in a world where females of all forms are not safe. It fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have to take classes to learn self-defense or have something on us like a rape whistle or a secret knife or mace or whatever it is to help us if we get attacked. To be told we need to be in pairs and we can't be alone, that is a big old piece of crap. We need to do better. Stop fixing the symptom and fix the actual problem. Men, speak up. And stop those men that believe hurting women is okay. If anyone thinks that hurting a woman is okay, stop that. Stop it right now. That telling us what to do with our bodies is okay. It's not. Women, females, female identifying, any form of female has a right to feel safe, to be control of their own body. We are equals. We are all here breathing, living, working, fighting, loving, growing, and just simply being humans together. We need to keep each other safe and help each other do better. I have hope that we will get better, but I still take kickboxing classes and keep my spidey senses on high alert, not just for myself, but for those around me as well. We need to protect each other. That's my final sip. Bam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This made me so angry, this whole, like, watching I, this whole I case. I told you it Yeah, would. and I knew. I knew going in. I was like, I'm not going to like this, but I'm going to do it anyways because mm-hmm. it's probably an important thing to talk it about. It makes me double mad when it's a couple. And, I mean, there's so many stories where a man preys on a woman who had a terrible childhood and now is just looking for some help and guidance and goes with the wrong guy and gets groomed. And then, so, because it's like, I want to be like, oh, I hate that woman, but also I feel very bad for her and how her mm-hmm. life went. Dude, and, like, now I'm, like, I hear I hear all these stories that you guys bring to the table all the time now, and, like, even a couple of the ones that I've brought, everyone's got a very common thing about being abused as children and, like, being, you know, hit or spanked or all that kind of stuff, and I'm, like, oh, there's a common denominator there. I know mm-hmm. not everybody that's had a, a shitty childhood, you know, grows up to do that stuff, and... I feel like they're we, not given a fair game. It's like, not fair. fucking fair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's super fucked up. And these are the common threads that I see in them. Mm-hmm. And I just wish like just treat kids better. Be yeah. cooler to kids, yeah, man. Let's like be they're cool to kids. Yeah, their future. Like even if you don't want kids, like be cool to them because they're like future grown ups and like everything mm-hmm. you do like matters. They're yeah. whole human kids beings. Look up to adults that are not their parents. Like uh, Nicole and I have been princesses before and I've had a few parents be like hey can you do me a favor and just ask tell Bella that um it's really important that she brushes her teeth Mm because she'll listen to you you know these kind of things so let's all be those cool allies for kids yeah man 
Absolutely. I took, uh, I got certified in uh, trauma yoga for kids and teens. Yeah. And going through that class was, was a lot. I mean, the things that you hear about and with the way the brain develops and when you're exposed to certain things at certain ages, it all really makes a huge difference. And to have that strong adult figure that can help is such a major thing. Even if it's just a moment, you don't know how big that effect's going to have on a kid. Mm-hmm. Then a nice thing that you do to a kid could stick with them forever and like that's what helps them be a good person mm-hmm. like you just don't know you don't know what the kid's brain is going to remember or not you can't just assume ah eh, they're young they won't remember this yeah. that could be the one thing they do remember from yeah. the age of three and it could be a positive or a negative let's yeah. make it a positive I yeah. can't I can't do anything to help people raise their children or like I've never raised children of my own so it's you know I don't want to ever have like I can have an opinion but it's my own opinion like I've never raised a kid I don't put it out there you know it's it's but it's I think it's up to me then to just be a cool adult. Like you yeah. were saying. Yeah. Like I I'm never gonna say that I know how to raise a child, but I'm no, gonna no, no, say no, no. that I don't know, I know any yeah. better. Exactly. It's, it's but like, I'm an I'm an I will be a cool neutral party. Exactly, yeah. But I'll, I'll try, try to be there on the cool. right way. Yeah. 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 Just be cool to kids, man. Just be cool to kids. Just be cool to kids and humans in general. You're less likely to have kids grow up and take it out on other people, you know? Right? Because they can't take it out on you. You're their parent. Be cool to kids. Yeah. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Beans, for joining us again on Morning, Morning Murders. Let's not do anything about boxes for a while. Okay. No, no toys, no, no tools, no, no boxes. Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. I love Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> we have any fans in Colorado? You tell us well, the best the best places, especially in Denver. In Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Yeah, how do you guys like it? <laughs> yeah. It's Nevada. It's Nevada. But, I'm just gonna, but that means I'm gonna follow through, and I'm just gonna say like, if Nevada is incorrect, you know, because Nevada, right. then I'm just gonna say like, okay, fine, then I'm gonna say everything incorrect now. <laughs> I feel like that's lace. At least Nevada, Nevada is like excusable. Yeah, I feel like Illinois is. Is oh. not Illinois. Illinois. Illinois is. You know what? Illinois. <laughs> that would be a lot more acceptable. <laughs> Illinois. I love I'm going from Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> She's the lady that watches it or that listens to it. Was like, oh my god, I listen to your podcast, and I was like, whoa, oh, hey, that's fun. Names are hard. Yeah, names are hard. I ha- are always hard. pick a lot of names to say, and they're all hard. You do a good job. I do try. Mm-hmm. I really try. Apologize if any names are mispronounced. Well, and it's important to you to read off the victims' names. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's really cool that yeah. you just, you at least give it a really good college, college try. try. <laughs> I graduated from college. <clears throat> I did a college I thing. I also graduated from that college. You did. Yes. I did everything except for math classes because no one can make <laughs> me do math. Without right. my consent. I respect. I think that's hey, why man, I, I instantly it. was drawn to you. Yeah. Because I was like, this bitch hates math. I hate it. And like, me too. Yeah. The only time I terrible. do math is for D&D, and that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll count my money. Yeah, my, my money. money. I'll count my money. taxes and my I counted coins. I still do. See? Sometimes. Coin counting. <laughs>
my childhood thing. <laughs> I have mint coins. Coin collector. That's anyway, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I, was like, I just have a jar of coins, but they're not. I have a really cool. old penny that my dad gave me. I have a bunch oh. of pennies, and like one is like well over 100 years old now. Because it was 100 years old when I first got it. Put it in a safety deposit box. Yeah, it's kiss in, it. Kiss Don't it say where it is. It's... No. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm saying you should do that. My my dad did that when like back in the day when coins were actually silver mm. and they were trading over to mm. like everything else. My dad was smart enough to be like, I'm just gonna hoard a bunch of coins, and now they're worth a bunch of money. That's great. My dad's a coin hoarder too. I think that's yeah, cool. very cool. One time I threw money in the air when I was a child, and I had my mouth open, and oh, no. a nickel fell down my mouth, I and it went down my throat. And <laughs> really? Like, and I just never. Heard or thought of it again. I do know this. You don't know. I I know this story. I know this story. I'm worth at least five cents. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, because, like, I, I had that, you know, that immediate you, fear of, of, like, fear of, like, my parents are going to kill me, <laughs> and I thought my mom was going to get mad at me instead of be like, let's go, like, because, yeah, so I... Do you I, think you passed it? Do I'm you sure think it's in you? Do you think... would be hilarious. I think if it was in you, you'd know by now, because it would have caused all kinds of problems. Maybe right? not, though. Maybe you just found a nice little spot to just hang out. Yeah. I really hope one day <laughs> you just have to go in... <laughs> That or you just like go in for a scan, yeah, and like just for something else, like something totally routine because nothing will ever happen yeah, to you. Yeah, I, yeah, love yeah. you I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, <laughs> like you go in and they're just like, um, Miss Bulger, yeah, did you ever like <clears throat> maybe swallow a dick? <laughs> well, I mean, hello, you hear about people that stuck stick things up their noses, oh, children, and they're up there, for and they're up there forever and they kind of stop thinking about it. I heard this recently, and then like. They, they a, had, like, a bad sinus infection, and it was, like, hurting and hurting and hurting, and finally one day they shot out, like, a crayon or something oh my from God. their childhood that Isn't had been that up there. also, like, a plot to a Simpsons episode Simpsons where Homer... and 30 Rock. And 30 Rock, uh, yes. yes. Where, like, there's yes. something lodged in the brain and take it out, and then Homer's, like, completely, like... Yes, he's, uh, he's like, yes. a genius. Yeah. I yes. love that episode. And then they Oops. put it back in. Yeah, because he, he it was... To just, he just wants to be with his kids. Yeah. Aww. Love Marge. Yeah. Aw, Homer. Don't. <laughs> 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 well, now that we've gone down this rabbit hole, right. take whatever you want. I'm doing yeah. this, take the guest chair. Take the guest chair, and I'm just putting my feetsies on it till we have a guest. Your feet are your the guest. Feet. Oh, guest. Feet are the guest. Yes. 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 Is that the porno? Yes. Oh. Yes, dear. Hmm. What isn't the porno? You know. You're right. Amanda, Hi. Brenna, yes. Nicole, and Nicola. Mm-hmm. Nicola, Brenna, 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 you go counterclockwise in the summer, because I'm watching it right now, I haven't switched it yet, because the air will blow downwards and cool the room. And then you switch it to go clockwise during the wintertime because it'll suck the air up and circulate it. What? My mind is blown right now. I yeah. didn't know a fan did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't have a ceiling fan anymore, but when it's I usually, do... there's like a little thing on the side where you That's like what that's it. for! Yeah, yeah that's, that's for direction. God. That little, like, that little bootin. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I had no idea what that was for. I thought it was going to, like, make it come unattached. 
Wouldn't that be incredible if they were just like, we're just going to make it, like, easy for everyone to just <laughs> drop their shit on their face? I mean, sometimes they rattle, right? Yeah. They do, like, just... I'm wondering how many times people have, like, what the fuck? Ooh, you know what, what I'm going to tell you? You know that. what I'm going to tell people, though? That it's for when you have your fan in Australia. Oh. Yeah, it goes the other way. Get it? Never yeah. mind. Speaking of Australia, I'm holy fired. shit, that little girl. Oh my god, that a got, little girl. They found her. They, they found her. They yeah. found her. Some dude's house. Some 36 year old dude. Oh my yeah. god. In her, his basement. Yeah. Ooh. Just locked in the basement. Like super close to her home. Yeah. I mean, it usually is. They Ooh, usually don't go true. far because true. You'd, they'd be seen. He spotted her. Yeah. You know? oh, he, was, he just knew they were going to go on a vacation. Oh. Australia needed that, man. Jiminy. Jimmy. Australia. Okay. Australia. All right. 